The Holy Spirit of God is an advocate and a spirit of truth who comes from the Father to teach and remind us the words of Jesus. This morning, um, I was... I need to fix something in the car. I need to, to find uh, something so that I can I can uh, open the front of the of the car, and I had to put some some fluids in there for the vehicle before I, we can leave the house. And I remember I my Daniel was sitting in the passenger seat, and I had my my driver's side open, and I was looking for the little lever that opens the front of the car. Now, some of you are very experienced with car and mechanics. Bless the Lord. Your pastor is not one of them. Gilo, I needed your help this morning. Gilo knows all about cars. I don't know anything about cars. And so I'm looking at it, and I, I'm looking, but I knew there was a lever that was supposed to help me open the front, but I just couldn't see it. And I'm like going like that, and Daniel's sitting. He's sitting in a different place. He's, I'm looking on this way. He's sitting over here. He looks at me and says, Daddy, it's right there. <laughs> And I'm like, what? It's right. And so sure enough, I went and I looked from a different perspective, say perspective. And when I saw it from a different perspective, I saw what I needed. I was able to pull the lever, open the thing, and praise God, we made it here safely. Amen? <laughs> As you can see. But sometimes you and I need help. Say help. Because we need a different perspective. We think that the way we see the world is the way it is. But sometimes when we're in trouble or we're going through something, we need someone else's perspective, someone else to speak something to us so that we can see what otherwise we would not have seen before. And today when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about a helper. Say helper. We're not talking about this weird kind of mysterious force. The, but Jesus talks about the Spirit. The, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Bible and is a help. Just like my son helped me to see that lever today, the Holy Spirit, when he comes into our lives, he shows us a, a different perspective, a new perspective. Say new perspective. So he is an advocate. He is a spirit of truth as opposed to lies, loved ones. He's a spirit of truth. He's never going to lie to us. And he comes from the Father to teach and remind us the words of Jesus. So here is... Acts chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. It's an interesting story, and I just want to look at it with you. Is it okay if we study the Bible together this morning? Amen? Will you give me permission to do that? We're going to look at the Bible, and I want you to put yourself in this story, and so let's dive right in. It says, while Apollos was at Corinth, and those words, those names might seem weird to you. Um, those are simply different. A person named Apollos and a place named Corinth is where the book of Corinthians comes from. And he's, it says, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. That's another city. So we have the, they were at Corinth and now he's traveling to a city named Ephesus. It's like saying we were in Syracuse. I don't know why we'd want to go to Syracuse. And I'm just kidding. I'm a big Orange fan, Orange Ben fan. So, and we traveled to Rochester. Well, they were in Corinth. They were traveling to, to Ephesus and there he found some disciples and asked them a question. Now, Paul was the one who had, who was preaching the gospel all over the world, and he was from Corinth going to Ephesus, and when he was on the way, he found some disciples, say disciples. And so the scripture says that he asked them a question. There he found the disciples, and he asked them something. I want you to see this. Here's a question. Did you receive 
the Holy Spirit when you believed? <laughs> Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, what was the answer? No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul here encounters some disciples and he asks them this important question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And so I just want to tell you, I just want to mention to you, it is possible to be a follower of Jesus, to love the Lord, to have grown up in church and to walk in his direction, but to still be missing something. Are you with me? It is possible for us to love God and be disciples, say disciples, but there, that it is possible even from the scriptures that we're still missing something. Now, Paul was ministering about Jesus. Just so that you know, when we read about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the exploits of Christ, all of that has happened in the past. And not even that, we're in, what, is, what chapter is it? Acts chapter what? It's 19. Just so that you know, Acts chapter 19 comes after Acts chapter 2. Did you know that? Uh, my dad was trying to tell me a joke the other day, and he says that, and, and my uncle tries to be a really, really funny guy, and he says, here's the joke. A guy goes up to someone and says, there are only three kinds of people in the world. There's three kinds of people in the world. Ones who know how to count and those who don't know how to count. And dad looked at me and do you get it? And the joke is supposed to be because he says there's three kinds of people and he only mentions two and he's talked about counting. So Acts chapter 2 comes before chapter 19. Praise God, we have a church that can count. Amen. <laughs> so in Acts chapter 2, before 19, something else happened there too. The Bible says it's, it's the story of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to dwell for the first time in a mass way on the early church. And so Jesus had happened, the Pentecost had happened, but there were still some disciples, I want you to see this, that did not have the full knowledge and experience of what God had for them. Can I get an amen? It is possible for us, and one of the reasons why we're emphasizing, am I being too loud, by the way, is this too loud? Okay, because I cranked it up for the announcements because I know we couldn't hear it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of naturally loud, so let me know, just throw some, Sister Tim Benny, just throw some a paper or something, I mean, hey, Pastor, uh, uh, bring it down, please, right? Jesus had happened, Pentecost had happened, but these disciples that were in Ephesus, now back then they didn't have social media, no Facebook, no email, so nobody sent them the message that there was something called the Holy Spirit that wanted to impact their lives. And so Paul asks them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Their answer was, what are you talking about? There are many people in the church who grew up in Pentecostal churches, and they're very familiar hearing about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There are some people who grow up in certain kinds of churches that emphasize the Father and emphasize the Son, but never emphasize the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Here's what I believe. The Scriptures and the Gospel is not only about the Holy Spirit. The scriptures and the gospel is not only about the Son, Jesus. It's not only about the Father. It's about God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And we want to honor the Trinity today. Amen? The three persons of the Trinity. No, we never even heard of that. 
Why was it important to him? And here is the first feeling. Jesus' words on the Holy Spirit. Jesus' words on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to dive right in. And so Peter remembers that Jesus said these words. Uh, If you know who Peter is, Peter was one of the 12 disciples, probably the most well-known of the 12 disciples that walked with Jesus, ate with Jesus, did ministry with Jesus. He hung out with Jesus. He even betrayed Jesus. But he was restored to Jesus. Amen? And by the way, if you're here today and you feel like you've betrayed or you've messed up with God, praise God that he is a restorer. Amen? You're in the right place to be restored to the Lord. Here's what the scripture says. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. This is Peter, the apostle, talking. He says, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the what? With the Holy Spirit. But you, this is Jesus. Peter is remembering what Jesus said. And so whenever somebody says, well, what's this thing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I just want to mention that the one that spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Peter's mind primarily was the Lord Jesus himself. Amen. So this is say it's Jesus idea. It's an idea from Jesus. This baptism, you being baptized with the Holy Spirit. What is, what is it? What is being baptized? What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? In another part of the Gospels, Jesus explains a little bit more. Here's what he says. On the last and greatest day of the festival, this is found in John chapter 7, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. Now, I don't know what kind of loud voice you have. <laughs> But Jesus had a pretty cool loud voice, amen? He did not need a megaphone. He was the son of God. When he spoke, people listened. And he said this in a loud voice. In other words, when you speak in a loud voice, it means that you want how many people to hear? You want everybody to hear. Jesus didn't say, hey, I want to just tell you a secret here. No, 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 no. Jesus said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Oh, isn't that great? Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I want to read that again. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to answer it. I just want you to think about it. And here's a question. Is there living water flowing from within you? I don't want you to answer. I just want you to think about it. I want you to be honest. The only people that know that is God and you. The only people that know it about me even is God and me. Is there living water flowing out of me? I want to ask that question to you today. By this, and here it explains, it says, by this he meant the what? The Spirit. He meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Who those who believed in him were, when? Were they going to receive it? Later. Pastor, what is this? So Jesus is saying there was something that his followers were going to receive that they weren't going to receive right when he was there. They were going to receive it later. Say later. Now, good news for you and for me, we don't have to wait till later because the later has happened. What was the later? Jesus Christ went on the cross. The nails, one, two, three, 
feet, in the hands. He died. He bled for us so that now we can have a new life with him. And now the spirit of God is not just contained in the heavenlies. It's not just contained in a temple. But the veil was torn in two. And the spirit of God is out of the temple and can touch anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus. Amen? And that is good news for us. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. That's what the explanation. The Spirit comes as a, as a reward, as a blessing, as a promise, as a gift from God once he has been ascended, once he died and was resurrected. It says, up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not been glorified. And they answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So again, Paul is walking from Corinth to Ephesus. Do you, your disciples, do you know about the Holy Spirit? They say, no, we don't know what you're talking about. And so the next one is this. Have you heard? <laughs> have you heard? That is the question. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? This is interesting. This is interesting. In those times, and even still today, when someone puts their faith in something, usually there's kind of like a ceremony to it. Stay with me. Not just in church. Listen, out in the streets, if there's a gang out in the streets, and you want to be part of a gang, how many know that they ask you to do a ceremony in order for you to be part of that gang? Did you know that? It's, if you will, a baptism to, into the gang, you got to do this. Well, people who followed God, when they, when they wanted to publicly make that declaration, they would be baptized in water in the name of whatever it was that they're, they're giving their life to. And so interesting that, Peter, that Paul asks them, do you know about the Holy Spirit? And when they say no, his immediate question that follows is, well, what, what, about the, what about baptism? Say baptism. Throughout the New Testament, and especially throughout the book of Acts, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, encounters with the Holy Spirit, is directly connected to baptism, specifically the kind of water baptism that they experience. And we're going to see this here in a, in a moment. Then what baptism did you receive John's baptism, they replied. And I don't have time to go into this. You say, Pastor, it's a lot of names, a lot of, a lot of details, a lot of things. I don't have time to go into it. Anyone ever heard of John the Baptist? There were some people who the only person that they ever heard was a man named John the Baptist. And when John the Baptist told them, you need to repent, you need to get your life right with God, they say, yes, I believe that that's true. And they were baptized in the name of God because they wanted to repent, but that's all they heard. They missed Jesus, and they missed Pentecost. Are you with me? They did not see all of that. So they said, we were just baptizing the John's baptism. It's a baptism of repentance. And Paul says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, which is a good thing. Say good thing. Just because we don't have all of it doesn't mean that what we do have is not good. Are you with me? And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's, there was something missing. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in Jesus. And so Paul says, yeah, you heard John the Baptist, but John spoke about Jesus. There is a connection 
between receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism that we were baptized in, and immediately connected to that is Jesus. The Holy Spirit, our baptism, and the Son of God, Jesus Christ. They show up almost everywhere you're going to read about the Holy Spirit and baptism. There's always Jesus shows up. In other words, there is no Holy Spirit activity that is not centered on, that does not point to Jesus Christ. It is all about Jesus. Say, it's all about Jesus. So everything I'm talking to you about, even God's Holy Spirit, points to the Son, to Jesus Christ. John's baptism was of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in Jesus. And so he turns it into a question about baptism. What's your baptism story? Here at Heart and Soul, we talk about we want to be a place of hope. Amen? We want to be a place of hope for the community, hope for the people in the streets. On Mondays and Thursdays, Sister Tebe and Sister Ida continue to open up our doors to the drug addicts and the homeless in our community because we want to tell them that there is something better for them, that there is a hope that they can find in God. We want to be a place of hope. Say hope. But we also want to be a place where people can belong. Say belong. We want to be a place where if they feel like they're isolated, that they can come con connect with a, with a body of believers who will love them and, and lock arms with them and pray for them. That's why we say, I pray for you. You pray for me. Why? Because we're in this thing together. And baptism, when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, we are declaring publicly, I am part of the family of God. And by the way, next week we have an opportunity to be water baptized right here. We will bring a pool thing. It, the water will be really nice. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, this is a great time to do it. We'll celebrate with you and rejoice. Baptism of the Spirit is connected to baptism in water, which is connected and points to Jesus the Christ. Amen? On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is what happened to these people. Remember, the guys that they found from Corinth to Ephesus, do you know about the Holy Spirit? No, we don't. Who were you baptized and how were you baptized? We just heard about John the Baptist. Well, Paul says he pointed to Jesus. And so when they realized this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, listen to this. The Holy Spirit came on them. <laughs> now, were they disciples before? Yes, they were disciples before. Did they even love God before? Absolutely. But it is possible for you and I to live a life with God that is still missing something. And if you're wondering if that can be true, well, we're just reading that story right now. These were 12 disciples who did not know about the Holy Spirit Paul lays his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit comes on them. And then something interesting happens. If you continue reading, look at this. This is what, what, what happens. And they spoke in what? They spoke in tongues. Where have we seen this before? Acts chapter 2. 
the believers were together in one place. They heard a wind, like a rush of wind coming in, and the, the Spirit of God came into that room, and the Bible says that there was like this big thing of fire that all of a sudden split, and it went into over each and every person, and they all started praising God in different languages. It was the work of the Spirit, say the Spirit. By the way, Acts 2 says explicitly, as the Spirit enabled them. Not as Lewis enables himself, not as people are excited themselves, but as the Spirit of God enabled them. And so Paul lays his hands on these folks, and they spoke in tongues. And what else did they do? They prophesied. To prophesy means to speak for God. There were about 12 men in all. And here's a, a couple of final thoughts as we wrap up here today. And again, uh, this is just the beginning, amen? We're just getting started today with a conversation about this. Uh, I would encourage you, say, Pastor, I am curious about this. Can you tell me more? Or can we t please talk to me? Please read the scriptures. Look at these verses that we're going, look at your Bible and, and read them for yourselves. It's the story of the Christian community, the, the, the Jesus followers. The baptism that makes all the difference is in the name of Jesus. That's the next villain. The baptism that makes all the difference is in the name of Jesus. There might be other good things we can be a part of, but only being baptized in Jesus' name is the one that makes a difference. And Paul emphasized that. The Holy Spirit came on them after he prayed for them, and they spoke in tongues, which is the next villain there, and they prophesied. They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. By the way, tongues can be translated in other languages. Okay? So, so people have this kind of weird thing. Well, tongues, that's kind of like this. Weird. Well, it just means in other languages. Unknown languages. Languages that they couldn't, that they did not know, that the speaker did not know. By the way, in Acts chapter 2, when people were praying in different languages, there were other people from other nations and other places who said, wait, they're speaking my native tongue. It's like, it's like if we were in a, in a prayer meeting and Sister Dolores starts praying in Spanish. Now, actually, I don't know if she speaks Spanish, and I don't think she does. <laughs> if she starts praying in Spanish, I would be like, wait, I know what she's saying, but she might not know what she's saying, but I understand because she's speaking Spanish. Are you with me? This is what happened in Acts chapter 2. And throughout the New Testament, this odd, unique thing about the Holy Spirit touching people and them speaking and praying in other languages. That just sounds weird to me. Listen, anyone who reads this and says, oh, that's perfectly normal. Is, you know, there's something else wrong because this is not. Listen, Jesus is not into normal. Amen. God has a plan. There is a way that he does things, and we submit to him. I know people who love Jesus with all their heart who've said, yes, Holy Spirit, come, and who start speaking in tongues. I know other people who have loved Jesus with all their heart who have said, yes, Holy Spirit, come, but they don't speak in tongues. Listen, the Bible says, as the Spirit enables. It's a spirit thing, not a us thing. Amen? And here's the, the last villain. They were able to do things. And here's what I want you to see. When the Spirit of God comes upon your life and mine, they did things they had never been able to do before. 
they did things that they had never been able to do before. They spoke in tongues. They prophesied. Maybe in your life, you're struggling with an addiction or you're struggling with some person. You're struggling with finances. You're struggling with self-worth. And maybe the Spirit of God wants to touch you today so that you're able to believe and see and break chains, things that you have never done before in Jesus' name. How do we do it? And I'll talk more about this in the coming weeks. But here's, here's Peter's message in Acts chapter 2, the Pentecost event, when everyone said, okay, what do we do? How do we do this deal? Here's what G Peter said. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the forgiveness of your sins. And what's going to happen? Listen. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Anyone want the gift of the Holy Spirit today? It's in the Bible. Jesus talked about it. If you want it, I'm going to encourage you to ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Next week, we're going to have water baptisms. We already talked about there is a connection between being baptized in water, being baptized in the Spirit, and the connection with Jesus. If you want the Holy Spirit to come on you, this is the only uh, prescription that I know. It's from the Scriptures. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But, Pastor, not everyone who received the Spirit according to the Bible, explicitly, was baptized in water. That is true. However, do you know that God will do whatever he wants to do <laughs> when he wants to do it? Some people received the Spirit first, and then they were baptized in water. Some people were baptized in water first, and then they received the Spirit when it comes to the Apostle Paul himself, he was blind because God had shown him a light and he couldn't see. And some guy comes in named Ananias and says, Paul, I'm going to pray for you in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to ask that you, the scales fall off of your eyes and that you will receive the Holy Spirit. And something powerful happened. Listen, God is beyond our step one, step two, step three. Are you with me? However God wants to do it, that's his business. But we try to be faithful to what the Lord is saying. Repent. It starts with repentance. And be baptized. Make a public declaration. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus. For the forgiveness of your sins. And you will. Say you will. You will. But, but will I speak in tongues? That's not your problem. That's the Spirit gives and He enables us. As he, are you with me? That's He does it. Well, will, will I prophesy? You know. Maybe you will. I don't know. But that's God's business. Here's the question. Do you trust a loving father like God? He's so loving. He's not going to have you do things to make you look foolish just because. He's not going to have you do things. Can I just tell you that when he started that work in me, I was like, man, God, this is a little bit weird. This is odd. And I, I was almost like, I don't want to tell people that I'm doing this. It's kind of a weird deal. But the Lord has shown me, this is my gift to you. And I have seen it as a gift. It's not everyone's gift, but it's God's gift to me. 
Maybe it will be to you. Maybe there'll be other gifts. Maybe it won't be prophecy or tongues, but it will be some other gifts. Listen, it is God's business. Our business is we repent, we are baptized, and we receive the Spirit of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you would ignite in us a desire, a desire and a hunger for you, for all of you. Help us to learn and to see what we've never seen before. May we receive the gift of your Spirit. Our hearts are open to that. That we might speak in tongues, maybe. Prophesy, maybe. See addictions being broken in our lives, maybe. Seeing breakthrough in other ways that you want to do, ways that you want to do, God. We trust you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.